0: You are listening to the Lifetonic Podcast, your resource for intentional living and personal growth. This podcast is designed to inspire and motivate you to be your most glowingly brilliant self. Expect to hear about the fun, the unknown, and out there aspects associated with how we can thrive in our bodies and minds. Each episode will challenge opinions, ask questions, and uncover wellness trends as I feature alongside inspiring leaders, healers, visionaries creators and disruptors in every sense of the word i'm your host joanna O, and i am grateful for you tuning in today hello everyone i hope you're keeping well and that each and every one of my beautiful listeners is staying inspired motivated and strong through these times which have been nothing short of strange and strange doesn't even begin to describe what is going on in the world right now i don't think i even have the time and power in this episode to scratch the surface of the suffering that has become increasingly apparent all around us but in the past few weeks i was really in a way reminded of the values which are at the core of the life tonic podcast and community and that resonate with my feelings about the current times and that's really to have a platform for positivity and manifesting within each and every one of us the change which we wish to see in the world to contribute to collective enlightenment and education because when things change inside us they also change outside of us and around us So today's episode really marks the end of season one of the Lifetonic podcast and as it draws to a close, I not only spent some time looking back at what has been to date, but almost checking in with that initial vision and my intention when I first started the podcast, where I am today versus the person I was back then. And I recently shared an Instagram post talking about the fact that I actually dreamed up the Lifetonic podcast on a beach in Greece exactly a year ago this month at a time when I was amidst what I could only describe as a return to self. And from that point, it took maybe another six months until I actually started recording, i.e. the beginning of 2020. And at the time, I was on such a steadfast progression on my personal growth journey that I just didn't, I guess, address certain parts of me. And there they were, these things that I hadn't healed within me, which were literally up until that point in time, literally slapping me in the face, asking for my attention, begging to be addressed. And from that point on, I said, that's it. I'm embarking on a journey of remembering how I can heal myself. I am listening to my body. I am evolving with it, ending this spiral of suppression and learning as much as I can about holistic methods that will work for me. So for the past 12 months or so, the podcast was indeed almost a therapeutic tool and a place where I could explore one of my biggest passions in life, which is the mind-body connection. And to do that with people whose work inspires me and that I believe could resonate with an audience like it did with me. So I guess I had this nudge, you know, towards becoming the person that I had always known I wanted and should be. And boy, was it emotional, overwhelming, rewarding, uplifting, and challenging in every sense of the word in so many ways. I did so much energy healing work, a processing on a physical level. I started exploring herbs and alternative medicine to heal my hormonal imbalance, which was something that's always been in my family, but more in, in depth to how it could work for me. I literally turned my world upside down but being a bit of a an all or nothing kind of person with a tendency to want to uh, maybe uncover, learn, manifest really quickly, every minor setback was literally slapping me back down and telling me take it slowly, this is a process, this is a cycle. It's all part of my learning curve now and the key, I think, in hindsight has been to be honest with myself, to be willing to go deep and overcome any old limiting beliefs holding me back to start that journey towards my true inner self. And this month particularly, a lot of that has resurfaced and is almost amplified to the point where I realized this is the closure of this cycle for me because everything in life is cyclical and the culmination that we can experience so strongly is actually just sometimes closure and opening to the next level of elevating ourselves and the past few weeks have been incredibly intense and cathartic for me a time in which I spent a lot of time facing some of these discoveries I've made around past fears and working through an almost renewed emotional strength out of a process that's felt so uncomfortable at times. And I've had this inner voice lately saying to me, you've made progress and you're on the right track. So this is part of the reason why I decided to end this season and take a break until August to give me time to complete that cycle with something that's been an integral part of it, which is this podcast, to take stock and decide where I want to go next. A big part of my journey towards healing my body and working through some of the blockages I had was beginning to be more aligned particularly with natural cycles and the cycles of the moon. In fact, two years ago, when I came off the pill and I did a whole different episode in this season about energy healing, where I talk about what it is exactly that I experienced in terms of hormonal imbalance by coming off hormonal birth control, some of these issues began... And I was out of sync. And had I told myself that I would sync my cycle naturally to that of the moon, I would have thought I was completely wacko. But there has been so much comfort in being able to understand those phases, what they mean for my body, and regaining that control over my own body. If some of you are into Ayurveda as well, this is a massive part of what it is about, is cycles and seasons and syncing Really returning to the sinking that should be a natural experience for a human being. I've also had a wild interest in the moon. I always have had, I've always been interested in the stars. As a child, even, I was fascinated by space. I loved space movies and planets and things. And this month, particularly, a few of you on Instagram shared that you had felt a bit different, maybe more inclined to soul searching. And in reality, I did a lot of reading on what planetary alignments have manifested as this year, uh, in twenty twenty, particularly also right now, and I was partly inspired by a beautiful episode of Kagi Dunlop's Saturn Return with Eliza Kelly, the astrologer, where she really talks and goes a bit more in depth. If you're if you're new to this, into the concepts of planetary alignments and how these returns happen and conjunctions that that perhaps haven't happened for I don't know over 80 years are now all culminating into the year 2020 and what that means in terms of what we can learn from history and going forward and just as we begin a new eclipse series of the Gemini Sagittarius axis which is actually very interesting for me particularly because I am a Sagittarius with a lot of presence in different strange aspects of Gemini in my natal chart, which I've also been learning to decode myself and understand. We close out on the existing cycle. So back to this idea of cycles. There's a solar eclipse in Cancer on June 21st, which is actually a new moon in Cancer, but it just happens to be this magical eclipse and a Lunar Eclipse Den in Capricorn on July 5th. And these are the final, should I say, installments of Cancer Capricorn Eclipse series. It's a cycle that started actually in July of 2018. So the eclipses have been almost the backdrop of our personal and collective stories for the past two years. And major themes that we can take from the Cancer Capricorn access are security beliefs that we have around relationships sex and money so as you look back in your recent personal history consider how these concepts have shifted perhaps in your life what have you learned what have you accomplished how has your reality shifted if you're not exactly where you'd like to be what needs to give what loose ends will definitely be tied up in the next few weeks or until the end of the year i will personally be on a beach where the idea of the lifetime podcast was first born for this upcoming solar eclipse slash new moon. So again, incredibly powerful and transformational for me, but for everyone, new moons bring the courage to change. So while this might feel like a really intense time, which it is, we're also enabled to face any fears we have around those main ideas The thing about eclipses is that they really touch on uh, this most hidden part of us, the secret, you know, the shadow self. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because our shadow self can have negative association, but it has so much to teach us about ourselves. All those things that we hide in our shadow self that we neglect and perhaps don't want to bring out into the light because it's a shadow self. It's something that we, we hide and are afraid of. So ask yourself, what is lacking in these areas? But also, what is your shadow self doing that's holding you back from becoming more abundant? Eclipses are literally like a propeller. They propel us into the inevitable. So any work that we haven't done... Anything that we've been neglecting, putting off, distracting ourselves from, anything that we haven't wanted to address is going to be felt tenfold, the result of that. You're going to literally have it amplified through the magnifying mirror until you address it and you're going to feel these emotions ten times stronger. So... I've gone a little bit off topic, but the point of this episode was to give you a few updates, to share a little bit on what is coming in season two when I pick back up in August and what to expect until then. So I really see season two as going deeper on some of the topics that most intrigued you in season one. Mainly, there will be a lot more of a deep dive on astrology, a topic, like I said, that I have been educating myself on separately as well during lockdown. We will talk about Reiki, we will talk about the science of manifestation, and we'll learn even more on how we can thrive in our bodies. We'll address hormonal imbalances, the skin-gut connection, and intimacy. I have manifested and I truly truly believe that I have manifested this an amazing lineup of women that I find incredibly inspirational and whose message and mission are so empowering and I really cannot wait to showcase their work their ideas to ask them those questions that we most want to ask them and learn as much as we can I am also in the process of creating a new logo for the show which I hope Will be done in time for season two. So, a lot of little tweaks and touches that I think I'll take the time to really address and take care of. Because when I first started the Life Tonic, the podcast, I had never done a podcast before. I had absolutely zero idea about what to do from A to Z, where to upload it even. I had no idea. For me, it was all about the content, it was all about the message, and I didn't think about. The, the technical necessarily the executional side of how this will come about so of course in this learning curve I've acquired quite a few skills I've learned a lot more about podcasts about sound about microphones so in season two hopefully there are a few other things and changes that will come about to make the podcast even better and to make the quality of it even better so until the podcast returns of course i've been working on another project that i really 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 love and i think you guys will too it's a journaling workshop starting towards the tail end of july hopefully and will consist of igtv episodes that will actually act as journal prompts each week with a theme around the energy of that week we will have the chance to check in with ourselves and each other on the progress we're making, incorporate some new ideas, some meditation sections, some tips, and we'll really just have a fun time journaling and and drawing and dotting stuff down, whatever comes to mind. Because for me, journaling and visualization have been tools through which I have been able to honestly observe my personal transformation to a more heightened degree and if you've heard me talk about it time and time again on the podcast and instagram it is because there's so much power in writing your own story like metaphorically but also physically like taking the time to write whatever feelings thoughts dreams and emotions come to mind is so incredibly liberating but even more than that it allows you to release blockages it allows you to revisit intentions and to keep yourself accountable for the goals that you set for yourself. So, of course, for those of you who had downloaded the Mindful Intentional Planner, you would have already had a taste, a little taster preview of the sort of idea and the templates that you can use for your journaling and your visual explorations. But all you will need really for the journaling workshop is literally a notebook and a pen and the long-term goal here is to have, hopefully, monthly live workshops on top of the on-demand content, provided that the feedback is positive and you guys like the format and it's fun and enjoyable. And I'll be sharing more on that on Instagram in the coming weeks as I'm working through the content and ideas. So definitely stay tuned. And without wanting to make this episode too long... I did say that as a closing episode of the Life Tonic, I will do something that I have not done on this show, which is a little mini Q&A. And a few of you sent me some questions, so I'll go ahead and pick a couple and answer a couple. And the first question, which I got under a few different formulations, should I say, was how... Did you become spiritual and knowledgeable about the subject? Thank you for these kind words. I guess I didn't become it, but I have always had this deep interest for the metaphysical and all things alternative out there. And I've always been a very curious soul seeker as a child, even I was a very curious child and I love to explore. And I had a real motivation to explore the universe since I was little. It's also a little bit in my family and the way that I was brought up. So I think that definitely maybe enhanced that interest. But what is interesting is in this journey of you know, wanting to explore and self-exploration. When I was younger, I often felt really misunderstood and I often felt like I didn't belong. So naturally, I did what all kids do. I tried to conform and growing a little bit more into adulthood as well, I walked other people's paths. I adopted other people's ideas and out of fear that I didn't know what could be on mine, on my path. And I morphed into this girl that I thought different people perceived me as. And the truth is I was just too terrified of my own greatness. And over the years, a lot of things I now see were obviously distractions from where I wanted and was meant to be. Is I suddenly had this awakening and and this has been really towards the late 20s, my late 20s. So suddenly it was like a shift, not a change, but a return to self that makes sense to what had been inside me all along. And it was like immediately I outgrew those relationships. I outgrew the job. I outgrew the experiences I was creating for myself And I guess we all do that to some degree. We forget our purpose. And how many times do we hear people saying, I don't know what my purpose in life is? It is inside you. But we end up feeling lost and seeking it externally for this reason because we can't pinpoint that moment when we felt we needed to be anyone other than ourselves. But anyone can have this return. It's incredibly powerful. And something that I recommend... As a resource, another thing I'm also initiating on Instagram is I'll be sharing some of the books I'm reading or books that I have read that have really transformed the way that I do this work and that I inspire myself and elevate my thinking. An amazing book for anyone. I would say it's anyone. It is a spiritual book, but it is... Really, a book that would appeal to anyone, even if you're just spiritually curious or you are somebody who wants to just get a different perspective. And that's Light is the New Black by Rebecca Campbell. Next question is What does a life tonic stand for? Interesting. If I was able to now find the notes on my phone where. I mused on names for the Life Tonic. In fact, I can. I initially wanted to call it something else. I believe I had a few ideas jotted down, like Life Alert, Life Jam. I think I was thinking something along the lines of The Weekly Journal, The Walk of Life, stuff like that but really life tonic was the number one that kind of made the most sense and I often get asked if it has anything to do with gin and tonic and it doesn't for me the life tonic stands for that which we consume and what we feed the mind is obviously incremental to who we are to our well-being and the harmony that we create between our body, our mind, and our soul. And I often talk about this idea, and it's almost a slogan of the podcast of rise, grow, transform. And it can be broken down really into those three concepts because no matter the challenge, we can rise. And by going within, we are shown how the answers to our own questions are already within us and we can let go of limiting beliefs and self-doubt meaning we grow and then how we uncover endless reserves of potential and that's the transformation the next question is have your family and friends influenced the start of your podcast in any way oh my god yes like i said my family has always been my biggest support system and they've backed me whatever it was that I decided to do with my life I was not raised into any religion per se but my dad I guess has always taught me about the importance of listening to your intuition and listening to your body and he I guess throughout my life reinforced this idea that I should always question what I see and filter the information that I consume to make up my own truth based on knowledge, based on facts. And I think that's such an important part, I guess, of of my development because the person that I am today is exactly that, is someone who really goes by listening to their intuition and becoming increasingly more and more in tune with their self, their inner self, their inner truth, and exploring their journey. So really, that is a big, big pillar of the podcast themes and the themes that we explore and what we discuss on this podcast. And I guess on on the flip side, my mom, I guess, was more into all things mystical astrology, these are things that were introduced into my life at a very, very young age, coupled with the fact that I just said I was a very curious child and I was very drawn to these things. So I think it's a bit of both. It's either she kind of introduced it into my life and I it, it sparked an interest or I was already very curious about the unknown and that was only reinforced then by the things and themes that she would talk to me about so definitely my family has been a big influence not only for the podcast but the overall trajectory that I've taken and, and on my personal growth journey my partner as well has been incredibly supportive for me to start the podcast so has my sister um and yeah they there's definitely been a lot of people that have played at the back of my head when I was creating this and I think mostly because some of my friends who know me and who know that I went into a corporate job and I did a separate episode about this again in season one um about all the things that can change in one year I think it was titled and they knew deep down that I was growing increasingly out of balance because I wasn't being as creative and as expressive of myself as I have always been. And I'm a creative person. I mean, I went to art school before I did a degree in brand management and, and um, brand identity and business. And really there's that part of me that, I guess, had almost become my shadow self because I thought if I am in a corporate job where things are expected of me or I'm expected to be a certain way, there's almost a divide between that and that part of me that is the creative part. But there's only so much suppressing that we can do right before it actually explodes or boils out of the pan or completely comes to the surface and it brought me such great joy to start exploring that part of me again as part of becoming more balanced as well so that's why I said earlier in the podcast that it has been definitely a therapeutic tool in the last year or so the next question is Tips on how to maintain relationships. Oh, that is such a loaded question because there are so many facets to it. But to try and sum it up, I am a big believer that each and every relationship with people in our lives are here to teach us something about ourselves or about what it is that we need to do. And sometimes That can be so hard to comprehend, especially when I was younger, especially if you really care about someone and that relationship ends or you grow apart from that person, it can be really daunting at the time when you're in that situation and it's so easy to fall into the narrative of this happened to me, this victim mentality, but I always now Think about it as you know what. Actually, all those relationships that failed, all those friendships that ended, there was so much growth there to be had, because it only means you're outgrowing something, or you have done the learning around that lesson, whatever it was for you. And I'm not saying I'm not saying this makes sense. It not makes it doesn't make it easier, but. Coming from that point of of knowledge of this, it can really minimize what we otherwise feel as the end of the world, right? This sense of powerlessness when a relationship ends, especially if it's a really long-term relationship. I think a lot of people mention that as well, that feeling of, have I wasted time in that relationship, or giving my energy to that person. No, you have not, because it goes back to cyclical stuff. It's a cycle, and you've completed your cycle, and you're now on the next level, and it's only gonna get harder. <laughs> Sorry, spoiler. I think a lot of relationships have been put through incredible test this year and during lockdown particularly I think a lot of people did reach out with a similar question like I said phrased in a different way perhaps but during lockdown all those all those difficulties with interpersonal connection specifically and I for instance have historically been bad at keeping in touch with friends because I've lived so many places and it's always been hard to to kind of keep those relationships alive and and rekindle the connection through social media, be it or, or digital communication. But it's been a really empowering experience to know that you can connect with anyone, to rekindle friendships in meaningful ways with people in your life as well. And truly the bottom line here being to evaluate the relationships that matter most to us, because I think A lot of people have perhaps fallen apart with other people. But a lot of relationships have become stronger as well as a result of lockdown. So it depends where you are. It's all a learning curve. And I don't really have specific tips because it is all so nuanced in the way we approach different relationships in our lives. I would say every now and again it's worth taking stock of relationships and what is actually quite interesting is I've spoken to a couple of people and a few friends of mine and even family and there was definitely a very similar pattern of what they were talking about and it was this idea of I was friends with this group or I was friends with these people and suddenly we got together again and it just didn't resonate with me anymore it made me sad it made it brought me down I didn't feel like I belonged and it's that transition of wow I've actually done the growing or I've done this work this inner work and suddenly those people aren't vibrating on the same level as me. And it can be a bit of a slap because you're thinking, I thought that was my group. I thought that was, these are my friends. These are the people I hang out with. And from a practical perspective, is very scary because, well, if I don't match up with my friends anymore, then what? And the truth is, they're just no longer for you it doesn't mean that they should change it doesn't mean that they should be different it doesn't mean that there's something that you need to fix or dwell on or change even worse change yourself to fit in it just means you are now vibrating on a different level on a different frequency and you will find your vibrational match if you continue doing the work Because suddenly, all those people that vibrate at the same frequency as you will be attracted into your life. And I promise it will make so much sense when you experience it. Last question that I'll take now is your opinion on the current global situation. I was very reluctant to answer this on the podcast. I did a separate bonus episode a few months back at the beginning of lockdown, where I talked about COVID-19 and the pandemic and how I saw it through my lens. And that was, bear in mind, at the very beginning of lockdown. And there's a bit of wisdom in there and a bit of positivity maybe. So if you want to go back and listen to that, that's probably a good one to listen to in terms of empowerment about this time but I think on a global scale 2020 is a year of learning funnily enough I have spoken to some incredible people in just a span of season one of the podcast on this subject we've explored current events through different angles and perspectives I even had my dear friend Aya Maraka who's a spiritual mentor she even talked about in January or February when we recorded about 2020 challenges that are coming our way and what, what what the universe is trying to show us. And so that's a bit of a, I guess, a bit of a prophetic one if you want to go back and listen to Aya's prediction, which ended up being very, very true and resonate with the time. But I believe we're having a time of awakening. And like I said, the culmination of suffering of certain events if, is sometimes a closure, but it's also the growth we need to move to the next level. I shared something about the current issues that are happening in the U.S., but also all over the world on my Instagram, on the Lifetonic podcast. I'm a big advocate of education. Knowledge and curiosity is how we should approach life and i think that's that's how ultimately we cultivate compassion and i think there's currently a lot of dissonance online and in the media a lot of doubt and feeling let down because even the structures that are in place are now being questioned and even the media and what we perceive as freedom of press even our institutional Uh, bodies are being to some degree compromised and so when you can't trust any of these things that are in place as institutions as 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 as, um, pillars of of society what can you trust what what is real and if we don't have these trustworthy sources of information I think it almost ties back into what I was saying about listening to your intuition and reinforcing that idea through knowledge and curiosity. Learn as much as you can. Listen and educate yourself and look at the different perspectives. I think that is the number one thing that I think is valid today, will be valid tomorrow, will always be valid because the more you educate yourself and the more perspective you gain on any one subject, the more you can create that reality for yourself and you can contribute to collective enlightenment to your enlightenment but also to collective enlightenment because when things change inside us they also change around us and I think we should not perpetuate hatred or judgment or suffering as a matter of fact I think social media has been a very interesting landscape to navigate because because we have so many digital warriors and, and people belittling other people for using certain words or saying certain things. I think there is a lot of nuance and it's not a situation of right and wrong unless you make it so. I think really take the time to learn Ask yourself the questions, the uncomfortable questions, the challenge challenge opinions. And that's really what this podcast has always been about. So I think it, it's at the core of this, but it's at the core of every single issue, whatever is close to your heart. Educate, ask yourself, ask questions to those around you, have those open conversations and be the change that you want to see in the world. So I think we are now coming to the end of the finale episode of season one of the Lifetonic podcast. Thank you so, so much for your continuous support, for listening, for asking questions, for challenging opinions, and for the amazing community that we are building. I cannot wait to see you in season 2 and prior to that on Instagram dm me send me love letters whatever it is that floats your boat i'll be so so happy to hear from you i invite you to join the life tonic community on facebook that's a closed group as well where we exchange some resources maybe take some of the topics from the podcast a little bit deeper and It's a great place to share. It's a great place to exchange ideas. You can take a look at the show notes for some links to where you can follow me, where you can follow the Lifetonic podcast, some of the other resources that are available for free to download. And I can't wait to see some of you for the journaling workshops. Stay tuned for that. And I'm really excited for this new start. It's, like I said, it's a cycle. It's an ending but it's also a new beginning. I'll speak to you very soon, sending lots of love and healing vibes and good vibes and positive vibes to all of you.